Hello and welcome to Crapflix and Chill, the tits and arse of the film podcasting world. My name is Jamie Ballantyne and I'm joined as always by Rose McGowan's number one fan, Joe Thompson. How are you doing? Hello. Just using the last of my voice before it completely croaks out. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, buddy? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. I am busy as balls, uh, as we just discussed before we went live on air. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm great. I'm glad to be back in movie, movie zone again. How are you? Good, good, yeah. I've, I've recovered from all the, uh, the spooks. And uh, as always, looking very much forward to uh, what was on the cards tonight. So, on that note, what is Crapflix and Chill? Uh, we are a film podcast where Joe and I watch roughly, you know, the first hour of some absolute trash movie on Netflix or other platforms, talking utter bollocks throughout before we rate the, the attractiveness of the cast, that's the chill part, and wildly guess at the film's ending and where it could have gone right or wrong. Who knows? Uh, if this sounds like something you'd like to experience in real time, then head over to Netflix, select our upcoming movie choice and listen out for a little party horn in a bit, signaling the start of the uh, the film. Otherwise, you can simply listen along with us as with most of the audio podcasts and come on this terrible journey, ruining your faith in cinema forever. That, my friends, is the crap flicks and chill. Almost screwed that. Guarantee. Uh, so, Joe, after last week's good flicks, please, please tell me you have some absolute crap for us tonight uh, i certainly do i will say just on that i do love that our promise is that we'll ruin people's faith in film forever <laughs> like who would <laughs> sign on to that who's like please please destroy the fil- my, my own experience of film thank do you know this is this is me being bitter paying as much as i did for a university degree in film and being like well that's ruined it for me so i'm going to make sure my life's work is to make sure no one else enjoys cinema anymore <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight, Jamie, we are <laughs> heading back into more of a thriller territory, uh, and we are going to watch uh, 2002's Panic Room. Ooh, okay. Have you seen Panic Room? Uh, I don't think I have. Fine. Okay, so that's good. Exciting. So, yeah, so let's read the blurb. So, a woman, in brackets, I'll add in, jo- Jodie Foster and her daughter, <laughs> a very young Kristen Stewart. Um, are caught in a game of uh, cat and mouse uh, with burglars in their New York City home and are forced to retreat inside a <laughs> vault. Dot. Very short blurb, um, but that pretty much sums up the nice. entire film. To uh, the point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it might be quite fun. It's a thriller. It's, uh, it's an easy watch. And uh, Thr- Thrillers are our bread and butter as well, aren't they? That's, that's kind of where this all started with, with uh, Secret Obsession. They are. How thrilling this is, I can't really remember. Because I've watched it ages ago. I think I watched it around 2002, 2003. So it's been a long time. But I remember it being quite good. And uh, with that in mind, uh, I reckon we uh, we just go ahead. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, quite, quite good is equally another uh, <laughs> crap flicks and chill guarantee. I mean, I think the thing about it is there is, as far as I remember, even from being a lot younger when I watched it, there are a lot of flaws to this film, uh, along with the plot, narrative, decisions made, etc. So I think we're going to have plenty to talk about. And trust me, Joe, if a film has a flaw, oh boy, we're going to find it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ready for the countdown? Indeed. Three, two, two one, one. Play! 
and we're off. Oh, stormy and dark night. This is great. What? what was that your uh, subtitles? What? No, no, I no. Had... I, no, I just said it. And I don't have oh. subtitles. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I turned them on and it said thunder rumbling. I was like, why does Joe have different subtitles to me? <laughs> even though we're watching the same thing. I remember fully seeing these credits and being like, oh my god, it's like the credits are on the buildings. It doesn't look anything like that, does it? <laughs> it's so lazily done. I do. I, I have a lot of time for that type of like motion tracking. I don't know. Technology has advanced a hell of a lot since 2002. But, you know, at the time, that, that was probably Jared Leto. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you also, kept him quiet. I did. I will say, um, some of them work better than others, don't you think? The titles? Yeah. Yeah, so they it's more impressive because they're all done on stills. Like, you, like, especially, I mean, I know there's a bit of traffic there. But if you've got, like, a proper swooping camera and you've got the... Um, the text kind of like cutting in between buildings and being cut off and things like that that's when I think it looks really impressive like it's almost like augmented reality oh this is exciting I literally haven't seen this for so long I think Kristen Stewart in this is about 14 I think she's really young um, I was going to say yeah yeah, I remember at the time, that. and this is not me shading anyone. I was not—I did not understand if she, if it was a boy or a girl, and you'll know what I mean. Joe, all we do is throw shade. Apart from Scream, Scream was good, and you should go and check out that episode. Yes. But no, don't 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 ever apologise for throwing shade as long as it's within the context of crap books and chill. Do you know what I mean? Like, look at her. It's, him. Those terrible sunglasses. It's autumn, there's no need for those. Right. Also, New York in autumn looks lovely. It is, isn't it? It was actually four years, almost to the day, that I was last in um, uh, New York. Oh, really? A little fun fact here, yeah. Not to try and date this, but... And there's also a famous... Um, you know me and my tangents. Can't think who sings it. Famous jazz singer. Uh, there's a song called Autumn in New York. Would you trust? Would you trust this person with this big jacket? I thought he was a scientist. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you in the lab. <laughs> he looked like a nerd. So hang on. That that kid on the scooter is. Kristen Stewart. Yep, that's not a small that boy. A that's boy. Kristen Stewart. It's definitely a small boy. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't believe you. The makeup on this uh, production is amazing. Oh my god, it's amazing. Also, they refer to her as kid for a while, so I was like, "What is it?" I don't know. <laughs> what is it? Well, this is what I mean. I'm probably entering into funny territory here. Oh, there you go. Now I've seen the face. Androgynous. Have I used that word correctly? For an expansive garden. Working elevator. The previous owner was disabled the last years of his life. Highly unusual, the elevator. It's fucking enormous. Look at this property. Perhaps it is something of a... Well, see, this is what is shocking about this, because um, obviously we've watched so many of these suburban thrillers where they've got all these, yeah, the, the white picket fence houses with the pools and the, like, the mansion interiors. 
But to have an interior this size on what I can presume is a very affluent area of New York must cost an absolute fortune. Maybe she's minted. Because that shocked me about when I was over in New York. We we stayed with some, we stayed with two different sets of friends randomly in between some of our Airbnbs. And for the size of their apartments, they were paying, you know, almost double like London rent. I'm like, fucking hell. And this is what you get. Um, but the culture is very much like, uh, well, especially for the, the young bougie 20 year olds or whatever, the working professionals, you don't need to have a big apartment with, you know, a kitchen and a dryer and stuff like, cause you just go out all the time or you take things to a laundrette. So really, as long as you've got a decent room and, you know, maybe a lounge for having people over, not many apartments are as fancy as the ones you see in sitcoms and like Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think those, uh, that's, those that's the perception, t- TV though, series sets definitely set a bad expectation for uh, yeah. Yeah, accommodation in in New York. The Friends apartment to have that would ah oh, that would be an absolute dream. But... It's enormous, yeah. May I ask what you do, Mrs. Oh, there you go. So, you she's ever... met, so he's minted. Oh, okay. Her husband's in pharmacy. Oh, yeah, Stephen Altman. Oh, so they got divorced. Yes. Master Bath. Who's Master Bath? <laughs> that's like a terrible, <laughs> that's like Batman's terrible cousin. Instead of Master Wayne, it's like, oh, and Master Bath. <laughs> that was my Michael Caine impression, by the way. Stop calling it the property. It sounds ridiculous. What do you mean, don't call it the property? Why wouldn't he? That's really weird. Could the little one please stop that? Yeah, straight away. They set the expectation. And we emerged. Kristen Stewart is referred to as kid. Seems very demeaning, yeah. Even even if, okay, not in 2002, but even now, if, like, um, gender is... Like so much more fluid that actually, on the personal level, you would still use somebody's first name if you know them. You're the first person to notice. On caravan, no one from our office had the Jesus. This is more someone with an androgynous style. Imagine having this in your house. <laughs> the master suite, master bath. <laughs> ah, Joe's bedroom. The thing is, though, if you're paying this amount of money for a place like this. Like I've I've always wondered. I know we had this conversation the other day when you you told me you had to pay whatever uh, a couple of grand for your front door. One really can't be too careful about home invasion. This is perfect. The alarm goes off in the middle of the night. What are you going to do? Call the police and wait till Tuesday? Trapes downstairs in your underthings to check it out? I think not. Ford concrete walls, buried phone line not connected to the house's main line. You can call the police. Nobody can cut you off. You have your own ventilation system. A bank of surveillance monitors that covers nearly every corner of the house. This whole thing makes me nervous. I mean, I won't lie, that would also make me nervous. No, but I loved her last album. Oh, God. <laughs> What's to keep somebody from prying open the door? I don't know. Mrs. White well, from Cleveland. You know, that is a film we will have to watch some sort of. Full battery backup. So even if the power's off, it's still functional. This will slap. I guarantee I was going to cut some. And this, and this hideous drum. death door will, uh... or at the very least, break uh, break one of the uh, burglar's hands. Please open the door. That is highly inappropriate. Open the door, please. 
<laughs> my room. Definitely my room. This is really dangerous. That oh damn it! They, they, technology's ruined my 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 plot point. I, I wouldn't speak too soon, my friend. I'm pretty sure you're on point with that. The lady with the with the with the ginger hair and the annoying coat is really annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you doing here? And also, the creepy scientist guy who we're not even sure is the uh, uh, realist, real uh, realtor. He's now trapped. Just with locked the... himself in. Yeah, with the teenage with the daughter. kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, with the kid. Look Anybody at this know? street, beautiful. Yeah, that's really odd. That's a really odd move. He's like, goodbye, ladies. Nothing you can do now. <laughs> you might feel differently about this, but I... I can't stand it whenever I see people having moved in, but then they try and relax around loads of boxes that are yet unpacked. I just can't no, do it. Can't do if it. I've moved in somewhere, I need to unpack as much as I can and get the boxes that aren't, aren't unpacked out of the way for me to even slightly relax. But look at this. They're literally like, they're in like a box fort right now. And it's annoying me. I mean, don't get wrong. Once the boxes are empty, yeah. Hell, hell yeah, we're going to build a box fort and... Uh, if I still had my Nerf guns, have a little, a little bit of a, a shoot them out. Yeah, but do you know right. what I mean? It's, it's like, such a, it's such a trope. You, you've got that trope where they're like, oh, I finally unpacked the last box from when we moved. And like, it turns out the people in the film or the TV show moved like a year ago. It's like, why have you only just got around to it now? What's wrong with you? Yeah, take some time off and do it. I think that's because Americans get no annual leave. So they just have to go straight back into work wherever they are. But like, you know, I'm... Um, I'm on the verge of moving myself, and I've moved several times in the past. Uh, well, since since I left left home, I've, I've moved five, no, six, six or seven times. And like you, you, you understand what's expected, and the reason why it's tiring is because you do all the packing, you then have to shift it all. You got to get it across town or drive a van or whatever, but. You know, just because you get out of the van and into the flat doesn't mean you're done. And then you spend the evening starting to unpack stuff, and you might have to stop and pick it up the next day. But you you can you can do it in you know a day at a push, but over a weekend comfortably. Then we can cut the stencils to ourselves. Go ahead. Wow, thanks. Okay, so this kid's quite plucky, isn't isn't aren't they? Yeah. You can you can tell she's got no no regards for the rules. She's gonna play basketball indoors, you know. Dad already did it. I feel like um they're visually visually telling us that it's a girl with the towel. I was on about head. to say this, like, well clearly she's she's washed her hair and doing that thing that all girls know how to do, but the one time I tried it I just had a towel on my head and couldn't can do it slash don't have the hair but you can tell this is definitely a moment in time because for a film released in 2002 i remember being really confused by seeing a girl that looked like looking dressed and kind of acted a bit like a boy so um yeah i do think it's a deliberate move to make her slightly more androgynous also does she have a fridge by her bed i i think she's got um no no i think it's because she needs uh she's got like some kind of uh diabetes or something yeah, but still, you could still put like some sweet cans of. I was gonna say Iron Brew. <laughs> some some sweet cans of Budweiser in there. 
Do you did you ever sleep with a nightlight? Um, I've. Sh- I'm not sure. I I used to. I definitely used to have like maybe the door slightly ajar. And I don't know if that's because my parents. Were oh too, God, no! <laughs> I was going to say they're too. Well, not that they were too poor, but too lazy to buy me a nightlight and be like, "Yeah." Um, you slept with the door slightly open. Are you I d- mad? I definitely used to like, have a bit for me. Of for me as a kid, I liked it to be shut, locked. I liked. I liked to know that no one was just going to casually walk well, through the door. Did, they'd have to turn like, the handle no, and make like an obvious sound. Yeah, someone could just creak in. No way, Jamie. Well, You're way too trusting. I mean, I was, I was a dumb, stupid kid. I don't know if that was trusting. But no, I don't remember having like a specific... Uh, a specific... I almost hate that word. So, a specific nightlight either because I don't remember the room being like a certain colour or it being like a Power Range or like one of my favourite toys. So I think I, I used to have the door ajar and then at some point when I got over being afraid of the dark, I was just like... Oh, God, shut the door. I don't want to hear my parents and my brother running around still and making this noise. I'm trying to sleep. Mm. Oh, phone. Do you remember when phones were that simple? Just a simple Nokia. Can save probably 20 texts. The battery lasted about four days. Do you know what's really sad? Is that in this scenario, they would probably do better with that phone because if you took off the hook, the battery would probably last way longer than an iPhone. Um, if I if I was living if I was sleeping in that room, I don't know if I could sleep I with the door open to, to the panic room. room. No. I mean, we had this conversation um, maybe last time. I mean, it always comes up because of American fucking houses, especially in thrillers. But the idea that I would prefer not to be in a house that has such big rooms or high ceilings, and actually, there's more comfort for me and security of having smaller rooms where there's less entry points and you, you know there's there's a nicer comforting feeling to that rather than these big vacuous houses with west wings and giant windows and also she's literally crying in a bath but before she was doing that i was about to say there's a sadness to this house and i don't know why well, it was just um, like, moved maybe it's just the tone but they, it was completely unfurnished it's just really dark and yeah dark and cold and lofty and as you say tall and just unfamiliar there's an unfamiliar it's not scary as a house but it's just sad it's just cold. Make sense? yeah and like i know they've still got to like flipping um uh, unpack all their, their stupid boxes but oh my god doing manuals like this where you've got like three function buttons and you've got to work it out also, why are you doing this late at night? What, what, what? How is this a good idea? You're going to lock yourself out. Why are the controls to the panic room outside the panic room? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Joe! You've just found the fatal flaw. That it wasn't until this film was like being premiered that the director went, "Oh shit, they got us." <laughs> well, there's got to be a reason, but I just think surely if anyone has any knowledge of the panic room, they can just oh, get in be, the yeah, panic room. Yeah, there was some plot armor. The guy who sold it is in on it. He's 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 doing this with the ex-husband to try and get back at her to claim back his wealth in the divorce, or I, I don't know. But yeah, there's a reason. Like you said, they show everything for a reason, especially in films like I've this. I've got a. Uh... 
Yeah, totally. I've got a thing about autumn. Everyone always loves autumn. I mean, yeah, the leaves look lovely and it's, it's they're beautiful colours. I think autumn's quite sad oh, as, as a season. That. Autumn's I my favourite season. I think. Oh no! Okay, just let me. Oh, that's a nice sweeping shot. Let me just. Um, explain i think it's just because everything's dying and summer's ending and it's it's the it's the pre-winter so it's kind of getting rainy another autumn is one of my is one of my least favorites i i'm i'm a massive fan of spring and summer see i i think for that exact reason like i I can i can see your point and i kind of almost feel the opposite in terms of like i well I think winter's my least favourite month because I'm just like, everything's just cold and dark and, okay, there's fun things in terms of, like, If Christmas, Christmas, if Christmas wasn't yeah. there, it'd be crap. Well, I like yeah. certain bits of, like, the old bit of ice skating where if it snows or, you know, huddling up in a warm a warm pub with a roast and some red wine by the fire. But generally, I feel winter is the most depressing one. Um, but I don't... I, just quickly, let, just quick, just quickly. Let's let's be honest. That sweeping shot looked like a close up on The Sims, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels like a Sims interior that they haven't properly like had the money to do up. Yeah, They're yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. Overbought on the house, the starter house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, for, for me, I don't. The same way you you think of autumn as like the, the month where everything, uh, the month, the season where everything's kind of dying and kind of winding down. Uh, I get frustrated by spring. I don't feel spring is like the, like oh new life and it's it's starting fresh. Every time spring happens, I'm like oh fucking hurry up! I want summer already. Um, whereas there's a there's a, a chill, there's a chillness to autumn, not in terms of being cold, um, but I I feel what people feel about new fresh uh, feelings in spring. I feel that with autumn, once the temperature just drops only a little, there's a crispness to the air. I think the, the visually the some of the trees look even more striking in autumn than they like. I just like being out and about, smelling bonfires and, and um, I some and obviously I, I fucking love Halloween. That's cool, but you also just think of like amount of daylight you get, like the, things like spring it starts to increase, whereas autumn it yeah. starts to shrink down. And as, the fact as an early riser, by four I find o'clock, that quite difficult. By four o'clock, it's pitch black outside. Like working at my desk today, I was like, "Oh God!" Like it suddenly gets really dark. I, I, I think I'm definitely one of those uh, seasonal affected disorder people that like definitely feels better in spring and summer than he does in autumn and winter. Like I, I do, I do find myself working through that, but I, I do more enjoy. Uh, definitely the things surrounding autumn yeah there's not very much there's not very much features to spring i suppose whereas autumn has quite a few key moments and cool moments um yeah i just think of the day-to-day but um anyway so they're in the house oh oh my god forrest whitaker did i miss his name in the opening credits forrest whitaker jared leto jodie foster Kristen stewart holy moly and a nightlight (laughs) can you can you can you imagine Oh god! Just just the thought of people breaking into your house is just so horrible. Oh. I mean, I know we've covered it in a horror capacity, but in a thriller capacity, it feels quite different, doesn't it? Well, I, th- I think because it's almost more realistic because you wouldn't necessarily assume if someone's broken into your house realistically that it would be to kill you. That's why like, you should close the door completely. Yeah, for creeps, creeps like him. But yeah, generally, if someone's broken into your house, it is to steal something and. Oh, look at this shot. 
Oh, okay, that's a little bit. Ooh, Hate that's a little that bit creepy. shot. That was the shot that was on the cover of the um, the like the film poster. Was it? Good shot. I like that. Just having uh, when films play with focus of things in the foreground and background, and there's stuff you can miss. I mean, I know they made that pretty obvious, but there's other things in films that could can be missed if you're not paying attention. Okay, so point of note, Forrest Whitaker's character definitely knows how to do this system, doesn't he? Also, they are not being fucking quiet. Like, he's literally just seen there are two people in the house. Why would, why would the first thing... Why wouldn't the first thing he said to them be like, shut up, there's people in the house? Yeah, right. Here, yeah, here we go, finally. See, I could have written this film, Joe. I like the mysterious balaclavered man in the corner. <laughs> He's just like, hello, my name Raoul. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, you know. See, now I'm really intrigued to, to know who he is because I missed Forrest Whitaker in the film credits. Unless daddy comes home. Daddy's not coming home. They're in the middle of a divorce. Daddy's banging some fucking B model on the upper side, right? It's just her and a kid. Now, can we do this? See, this is what I mean about the fact that, yeah. And, and, like, in theory, anybody can be broken into. And it doesn't matter how well you lock your doors or whatever. If somebody wants to burgle your house. They will, and all you're doing is creating more deterrence. But when you reach a certain level of wealth, where like, you know, you see this house in London, which clearly are quite fancy, you can see they've got a bit of extra private security. It's because there's like a more obvious visual like target on the back, which is like, ooh, if this is how good the house looks from the outside, there's probably some even nicer shit on the inside. Uh, but that's when like the idea of like more career criminals targeting it is is quite freaky. But that's why, even though my parents live in Jersey, they have a very unassuming looking house, and why they've always preferred unassuming looking house because from the outside, uh, fr- from the street, our house, our family home looks like a like a <coughs> slightly converted bungalow. But when you go in, it just goes on and on and like goes down the building. So right? from yeah. the street, you can't I like see. That. It. Yeah, I me really too. Because like one, it's not ostentatious, but two, it's smart because you wouldn't think to rob it. <laughs> Having said that, robberies don't happen that often in Jersey. Though anybody listening, don't go to Jersey and rob Joe's parents' house. Why would they still... Mm, yeah. So if they didn't expect to have them there, why are they still in there? Uh, oh, so I'm paying. I'm paying attention. Um, they're also they've been captured on the camera. Oh, I see. And other than Balaclava guy, they're not very smart about their faces. So at some point, I presume, as well as the huge amount of dollar, sweet dollar, dollar, uh, they're going to have to try and rescue the videotape so they're not incriminated post 
hither yonder. Verily. Radio waves. Oh my god, shut up. <laughs> Did you ever work out how microwaves work? I'm going to Google it right now. Oh my god, are you bringing that up again? Shut up. <laughs> Even the microwaves don't care about how they work. <laughs> how do microwaves work? I promise, once I know this, I'll never bring it up again. Da, 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 da. This is too tense a moment to talk about. radiation. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> anyway, now that that's dropped. Done. <laughs> and it heats up the water molecules. I'm trying like to that. listen to Jodie Foster peeing on a toilet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I almost called you Rose, Rose McGowan's number one stalker in the intro, but I was like, no, no, no. He's just a fan. He's, he's, he's just a fan. Yeah, if you start collecting pee samples of... Um, J.D. Foster, I think that puts you in a different category. Which is something really fucked up, like um, a YouTuber slash Instagirl slash OnlyFans person, Belle Delphine. Uh, did you hear about this? She bathed, you know, talking about kids wanting to go into like those things as careers. Uh, she bathed in bathwater and basically bottled it up and sent it out to people and people paid like $60 for a small Who's tub of paying for that? Water. Who's exactly. paying for that bullshit dirty water? And like, she actually did water. it. She maybe even peed in it a little bit and then there were loads of like reaction videos of people like opening it and drinking it and then a rumour went round that someone caught an SCI from it. Like it's just so ridiculous but it's also like is it illegal to send bath water you've been into other people? Like you know you can't send uh, certain foods in the post like raw chicken or I don't know. Imagine seeing this screen and seeing people on it when you were already terrified about those screens. Duh. And now the thought process being like, ah, the basketball. And now she's like, how do I get my daughter in here without alerting them? Mm-hmm. Think Gosh. fast, lady. Think her, fast. I mean, the subtitle said breathing heavily, but her heartbeat must be through the roof. Oh, she's going to make a dash for it. Shit. Yeah. Shit. He's making a dash for it. You would though, wouldn't you? You'd have to. Do they do they know about the panic room, do you think? I mean the guy knew about the security, so. Imagine being woken up like that as a kid. Get up! There may be boogeyman or boogeyman in the house. I'm so intrigued to know what she had in her fridge. She had loads of different things. It'll be God, to do with blood be... sugar. Where are you going? Huh? Also, who is Raul? I feel that's going to be a really important reveal. Okay, use the lift. Shit. Oh, that's a cool shot. Nice. I feel this is like, uh, you, you know, you're talking about like horror sets. This was the, would have been like a really cool custom built. Yeah. 
uh, set to be able to shoot this. <laughs> That's probably why the apartment's so big and empty. Good for you, Forrest Whitaker. Good for you. I like him. He's going to redeem himself. You go, Glen Coco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is just a weird game of chicken, though. I don't think they would make it. I really don't think they'd make it, although they obviously are going to the sake of the plot. She's gonna go in. Go, go, go. Ah, see, that Joe is why you don't unpack. My, my a million dollar question now is we're in the panic room oh an idiot uh, yeah why, why didn't the film just end they've called the police so that is that's obviously an important shot that the, the phone's under the bed, isn't it? Yeah. See, I, you, for, for, for all this talk about, oh, yeah, well, well I don't really talk about it, but like, I studied film, film, like. Is that how we talk? For all this talk about, oh, yeah. Maybe I mean, like, you know, I, oh, I studied film at university. Um, I've obviously become so desensitized to films and forgotten everything I learned that you've you've really, really oh, you um, fucking idiot. highlighted for me the whole they put things in movies for a reason. There's certain shots which are so significant even if they look like throwaway. Did you did you see that she um she hasn't hooked up the phone that would that would help them straight away? <laughs> Fool of a took. Well that was gonna be yeah, my follow up being like, okay, well why doesn't the film end once they get in the panic room? because they should have fucking unpacked and sorted it first. See, now it would be like, ah, the designated computer in this room has emailed the police and they're coming. Like, <laughs> like this is so of a time, isn't it? What, what other film was that in? Was that in Disturbia or somewhere where they were in trouble and they started trying to email the police and being like, on, a on AOL dial-up? Was it Scream? What if they get in here? Would you, would you ever do that? Like, if someone broke into your house, would you not? No, they can't, they can't get in here. What I like is, I know you, you were comparing Scream to Scary Movie. In Scary Movie, when they do the, the mock version of that, um, C Cindy types, help, white girl in trouble. <laughs> Please. Well, and then and what they, the police uh, respond straight away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so she definitely does have some kind of bad movie formula disease. Oh, I've just it's just twigged for me. Ugh. The reason why they can't stay in there forever is because her daughter's definitely going to have some sort of um, diabetic crash. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's got to be some stake that means that they wouldn't stay in there. Otherwise, they would leave. But I'm, 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 I'm actually a little bit intrigued about Balaclava guy because I reckon he's, like, really sadistic. 
here's the thing. If you're spending time individually putting out frames of pictures of people, surely at some point you would put maybe a different kit, like diabetic kit, inside the panic room just in case you might need it, just for safekeeping. Well, the real lesson here, Joe, is unpack the moment you move in, you know? Well, exactly. And also, hook up the fucking phone. Otherwise, what's the point of the room? Yeah. Oh, God, they're going to talk to them. Uh, I'll have a, a cola pound or a fries. <laughs> yeah. School has been suspended. <laughs> She's lying. You're full of shit. <laughs> it's not a code. It's a PA system. I know. Duh. <laughs> I'm just scaring her. I suggest you leave before they get here. What? Ah, uh, he's great at charades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you played a game like charades? And I'm, I'm not talking just because of the the lockdown this year, but like Piece of paper. Piece of paper. between video games and just general other like board games. I will tell you. I just want to see how this exchange goes. What is he doing? I don't know. <laughs> what we want. What would you do now? Some sort of sassy response on the intercom. What do we want? Three million dollars. When do we want it? Now. We're not coming out. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now that is the sassy response I was looking for. Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, charades. Uh, so every Christmas and in other key events, uh, my family and family friends from Jersey play something called speed charades, which is where you play in teams of two or three or however many, depending on how many people are playing. And you, there's someone who moderates and sits in a different room and you all work in teams to work out the charades. And when you have worked it out, someone from the team runs forward to the person who's um, uh, oh, gets a new out one. of it, gets a new one. And it's a speed race to see who gets to the end first. It's really fun. I like that, yeah. But, well, it may, it gives it a bit more stakes and less just like, let's play charades for... Or like facility. everyone just take it in turns and go around the room. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's more like pressurised, which makes it more fun. Speed charades. That's like how you make... Now, not that I want all the chess fans to come after me, um, but it's how you can like jazz at games like chess by playing speed chess, where you just have to make a move within... 30 seconds 20 seconds or whatever so you don't have time to really like think about things and pieces just start flying and then if you play drinking chess on top of that oh boy it gets messy my life building these rooms specifically to keep out people like us oh it's all so ironic and amazing okay now how do we get in Oh, it's all so ironic and amusing this is the Jared Leto that I remember <laughs> But, but, but before he started 
doing Dallas Buyers Club and and the Joker, that terrible version shit. of the Joker that you did. Coming back in the Schneider Cup. Schneider? Isaac Schneider. Yeah. Uh, my last game of chess was actually four years ago when I was in New York. There you go. Stories come full circle. <laughs> Fair enough. And so ends another episode of Wasting Time with Jamie. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good night. This has been Wasting Time with Jamie. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's what we should rebrand it to. <laughs> so she obviously suffers from claustrophobia of some kind, and and she the other one has some kind of diabetic related blood sugar related <laughs> issue. You can't wake out. I know. I mean it. I won't. Do you think they gave no, Kristen Stewart that haircut so she'd look more like uh, Jodie Foster's daughter? I guess it used to happen all the time. Um. Like it, it does, but it bears a little bit of resentment. Like I know, again, the whole like it makes her seem more androgynous, and for whatever reason, they keep calling her the kids. But there's twenty, thirty years ago. It's a very physical signifier. You straight away know they're mother and daughter. I think they're believing in believable enough in how they're interact. That they've got a similar mannerism to them. I think. I'm just going to throw this out there. Kristen Stewart is already doing a better job in this film than she did in Twilight. Uh, agreed. I think she does a really good job in this, yeah. Which is shocking, but I don't oh, know if it goes back to the whole, Fuck yeah. You, you, you said the director in Twilight was just like, or they just played the characters as they were written and just didn't put anything more into it than that. I like that, yeah, there's a mystery about the guy that never takes his mask off. Yeah. Like, even at this stage, he's still got it on. I'm Raul. I'm Raul. Yeah, he's, he's going to want to torture them or do some, like, sadistic fuck thing. And, okay, yeah, a bit of a slight in-game prediction. Forrest Whitaker's, like, Jared Leto character's in it for the money. Forrest Whitaker wants his share, but he's, you know, he's a good guy at heart, but he's going to step in and stop Raul from doing something really bad later. Because he's a good guy. You would feel so trapped, wouldn't you? Because all you're doing is watching them manoeuvre around your house whilst you were stuck in this room. Yeah. And also knowing that they want to be in the exact room you're in completely defeats the purpose of the paddock room, which would get you out of the way. Well, it's almost like, yeah, you are trapped and... Because the idea I mean, surely if, if is, they'd set the is, panic room this properly. is so this is such a high tech room, and it will save you from from harm's way, even if things in your house get burgled. Yeah, this is kind of yeah. The exact but that's, that's the one place they want to be in, and at the minute they're the ones in control. Hmm. I blame the really, man. Yeah. Do <laughs> a fire blanket. Sarah, calm down. I'm also predicting that will get used later. You know what could happen if you let yourself get worked up. So there are some provisions in here. Maybe she's just hungry. Maybe she's Jeez. just trying to. Maybe she's just assessing her options. I would open all these boxes uh, up. Have you heard of midnight munchies, Mum? No, but seriously, you would open these boxes up and see what you have to work with, wouldn't you? Nah, I'd just like sit there and wait. <laughs> would you just sit there? No. Like, not going to move. No. <laughs> oh fucking hell! They're going from below. Zing. 
Even if you got through the concrete, there's three inches of steel. You won't even make a dent. We'll see. <laughs> see, now it's starting to feel very home alone. When a sledgehammer could break in, do you really think that I would still have a job? That would really annoy me if I knew it was completely futile and someone was trying anyway. Yeah. Like, just fucking... Well, especially because it's making a mockery of, you know, like you said, his actual profession. He is a professional career criminal, specialises in high-tech home security burglaries. Burglaries? <laughs> burglaries? <laughs> high-tech burglaries, Joe. Hey, baby. <laughs> I think she's a really good actress, Jodie Foster. I think she's got a really expressive face and she does a lot with actually not doing very much, yeah. if that makes sense. It's one of those things that I feel like I have. I have probably seen her in more things, but I forget. I always just think, oh, yeah, she was in Taxi Driver. I've only seen her in a few things. This, uh, Silence of the Lambs, and then one called Flight Plan. Flight Plan. Denzel Washington. And oh, she, no, um, no, flight plan is where she she goes on the plane with her daughter, and then the the whole crew pretends that her daughter doesn't exist, and it's she's like spinning around Rude. to be like, you never had a daughter, you didn't come on with a daughter. It's like, yes, I did. My daughter came on with me. Well, oh my god, a psychological thriller on a plane, Joe. That's claustrophobic. Damn right. She obviously loves this kind of stuff. She also directed a quite underwhelming episode of Black Mirror called um, Archangel. What? Oh, which one's? Oh, the Christmas special. No, it's the one with the where the kids have something in a, a, a chip, and so the parents oh. can keep track of them. I thought that was all right. Like as as says with a lot of black mirrors, like I can see in some twisted form that becoming reality. But mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Should a place for it, that? but it wasn't wasn't great. Not the worst by any stretch of the imagination. No. That, go, that for me go goes to the Waldo that. moment, if you remember that one, the stupid one with the political bear. But then actually, yeah. even that one, it, there is an element of truth to it, if you think of like That's Trump and everything point, else. Yeah. Boris. Sorry, Boris. <laughs> Sorry, Boris, we know you're a big fan. Uh, thank, thank, thanks for listening, thanks for your, your support, but... But you're an idiot. Fucking <laughs> release the lockdown, you nonce. <laughs> You did not just call him a nonce. <laughs> I, I think I did. Tough crowd. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> oh, this politics game, eh? <laughs> Ridiculous. Look, Joe, you don't get into politics to make friends. Oh my god, stop trying. Uh, at least some plug first. You can't get in here with the hammer, can he? It's interesting Forrest Whitaker hasn't said anything about the external panel that was by the bedside. But I suppose this is this is him showing off his shit, his A game. Listen, goddammit. I'm in charge here. Now what the hell is going on? Put the power to the door. They're gonna get in here. No, no, they can't. They can't get in here. 
Ten steps on your Fitbit, that's not very far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was midnight, and she literally took the steps to the the left, uh, sorry, the elevator, and then from the elevator to the panic room. So it makes sense once it's reset. Would you, if you were inside this panic room, would you be like, oh, they're definitely not getting in? Or would you be like, oh, they might get in? Uh, I don't think I know enough about how, like, panic rooms work. Like, yeah, I understand it is surrounded by, you know, however many inches of steel. So as a box, you technically couldn't break in that way. But the fact that the door is electronically controlled means... There will be a fail-safe somewhere that, you know, because some idiot's going to lock themselves in the panic room and need help escaping. There will be a fail-safe that says you can open it from the outside with electronics. So any electronics can be hacked. So I would assume it's, again, like I said about, like, um, being like, having your house broken into, every house is vulnerable. So all it is is a, a deterrent that says, by the time you can break in here, the police will arrive. So don't do it. How, um... How come, even though he knows so much about the security of this house and the panic room, he hasn't turned off the cameras to their panic room? You'll get the point. Um, I guess because you can only do that from inside the panic room? But he, she turned them on from the outside. Maybe you can only turn it on from the outside. Well then, the system is definitely flawed. Joel would be crazy then, this day and age, if you had panic rooms that are essentially controlled by smartphones. This um, this director is very creative with cameras and like yeah I'm actually really enjoying these um yeah swooping uh, motion shots that yeah cut, it's, cut it's, it's different... smooth isn't it smoothly done hmm. get down on the ground they're being gassed out. See, he's a sadistic fucker. What is it? I mean, what is it? They're coughing. Yeah, they're coughing. They're gonna die in there. Nobody is gonna die, man. Will you please have the balls to follow through with something? There's some really good shots in this, I think. It's very well lit for, like, uh... Again, I'm, I'm sure that it helps having these massive high high ceiling rooms and the lights just like bounces off the walls really nicely. Mom. The worst that's gonna happen is, is they'll pass out, they'll have a hangover. How are we gonna get in there if they pass out, Junior? Ooh, he said his name, Junior. They're not gonna pass out, no nuts. They'll throw up first. Right, we can't get in the room if they're dead. <laughs> Stay on the ground and breathe. Ah, very good. Turn it down. Save resourceful. Oh, to actually have to bite the tape off in front of the gas wouldn't be nice. Yeah. I'm turning it down. Hey, keep his ass off of me. I'm not killing anybody. 
Oh no! You need to tell my military turn this shit off! No. Turn, turn it down! A house divided cannot stand. Um, not to be a perv, but Jodie Foster's quite got quite nice jebs, isn't she? <laughs> jebs. Who <Mom, laughs> refers to boobs as jebs? <laughs> oh my god! Like I knew what you meant, but <laughs> I mean, I'm not being funny, Joe. This isn't this isn't a great film for for the chill part of Crap Looks and Chill. So I'm already after my call that it is definitely. It is definitely uh, Jodie Foster. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go with Raoul. <laughs> Raoul, <laughs> you, you like the? I was gonna say, do you like the mystery? Oh my god, is she gonna set it on fire? Is that a thingy lighter? Fuck yeah! Oh my god, your ears about to get blown off, mate. Oh my god, this is going to be amazing. When you stare down the barrel of a gun, you fucking tool. Yeah. He's not the smartest. No! He, he is cute, though. Even with the, the cornrows? Well, he's cute enough to get away with them. Although he can't, really. Whoa! Jesus H. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, how would that not also go back into the panic room if it's like hermetically sealed? Fuck. Jesus, that backfired so that much. That blue fire is nuts, isn't it? Right. And I reckon they researched that a little bit to make that as realistic as possible. It is kind of one part thriller, one part Home Alone, isn't it? Like, yeah, well, I was going to say, like, it does have enough of that Home Alone. There's a lot of buffoonery. I'm waiting for the paint can, when he was like smashing the ceiling for a paint can just to swing down and hit him in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a collection of micro-machines on the floor. Yeah. Oh, how good are micro-machines? <laughs> yeah. I also randomly Googled today, I have no idea what triggered it, Mighty Max. Oh my god, I fucking loved Mighty Max. Do you know why I love right. Mighty Max, though? I loved it because it was kind of the Polly Pocket I could get away with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's the same. I mean, there's monsters and it's boys, but it's the same. It's still little tiny guys in their little fancy houses. This one's just a snake. Do you remember you used to have to like send off like six tokens from Kellogg's to oh get some? Oh my god. I used to love doing things like that and you used to get little like toys back. I've never eaten so much cereal in my life, Joe. I feel like parents must have been, like, how long must those have run for for people to have got through, like, six or eight or however many tokens you need just to get some? Well, yeah, if there's, like, one token per packet, like, to get for one kid, because I assume my parents weren't eating Cocoa Puffs or uh, the same Frosties Rice Krispies and stuff, yeah. What was your favourite cereal as a kid? Frosties was up there for me, and Crunchy Nut. Still are, to be fair. I love them. Well, I, th I think they, they they still are, but I've I got to pick some cereals which, like, you can't get these days. Like, when was the last time you had Wheatos? What, the, the chocolate ones? 
Yeah. Yeah, I love Weetos. You can definitely still get Weetos. They're also really? a favourite of mine. Yeah, that's top three for me. I've not seen Weetos for years, Joe. Which yeah, supermarket's got the, the rights? They're they not all, standard anymore. They definitely are. I'm going to go to Sainsbury's tomorrow, failing that Tesco's. If they don't have the Weetos, I'm calling you. Te- Tesco's will definitely have it. I've not had those in years. That would take me back. Things um, like Lucky Charms have disappeared, but yeah. Well, they, they've come back They're in because, like American import ones. Yeah, but like you have to pay seven quid for them. Um, and They're okay, not even that nice. I'm, I'm going to call, I'm gonna throw this out there. Asda do a an imitation Lucky Charms called Marshmallow Mateys. They are a fraction of the price, and I, I'm, I'm adamant they taste better. Everybody go and buy marshmallow mateys from Asda. They are the best breakfast brand imitation cereal of uh, Lucky Charms. But also, like Lucky Charms. but also, plot twist: Lucky Charms are a bit rank, so I'm, you're not missing much. Like, I don't really like you're, the you're combination the of like the the savoury and then like the tiny bits of sweet. I, I never like combinations like that. Oh my god! Do you know what I do? I I will happily spend like half an hour with a fresh box picking out all the marshmallows and then you get like two or three bowls of what I call diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) But but also, you're the worst. It's the most sugar I've ever had. And having you just nickel the best part of it. (laughs) Oh yeah, no no, no one else is going to enjoy it. <laughs> Love that you're just like you're also the person who like at the start of December will like pick out all of the individual chocolates for each day of an advent calendar. <laughs> See, I'm not as I'm not as bad with that, and I wasn't as a kid. Um, but this marshmallow thing, and uh, okay, I had yeah, had the odds bowl of Lucky Charms as a kid, which I loved until they got banned over here, and then eventually came back through American import. But it's only as an adult that I have the patience to sit down and pick out all the marshmallows by hand. It fucking takes ages, Joe. I'll tell you that much. She's doing um, uh, Morse, Morse code, code, isn't she? Smart girl. I'm just letting you know that guy's a problem. First the basketball, then this. your problem. Hey, you know what? You're right. It wasn't your idea. None of this was your idea. It was my idea. Oi, stop doing that. They're, they're going to close their, their blinds because they're Help angry. Me, You're my only hope. Yeah, they're angry New Yorkers and nobody's friends with their neighbours. I'm pretty sure if I saw this, I would do something about this. I'm pretty certain I'd close my blinds and be like, fucking kids. Would you? <laughs> Again with the sweeping shot. Yeah, it's, it's very clever. I don't know if this is some like new tech they had in 20, uh, 2002. Yeah, here we go. I get the impression it would be even more clever at the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, because this is only a year after The Matrix. And think how like impressive The Matrix was in two- Oh, no, Matrix was 1999. Shit. My bad. But you know, this style of like 3D, we mocked for 3D text, but like all this stuff is starting to like become a big deal in the early noughties.
Yeah, Raul. Is is it? Is the twist could be like Raul's the ex-husband or something? Where are they? Two of them on the stairs. Okay, I'm sensing they're going to run and try and get the phone, and we'll end it just after they come back from the phone. Oh, so spoiler, they get the phone. <laughs> well, I mean, that's obviously why she's saying the bedroom's empty, isn't it? Plus, they just said it. I didn't say they get the phone. <laughs> I'm still waiting for someone to get crushed in the door. Oh, he's checking. He's, he's a smart cookie, that forest. She's brave. Like, it's going to make a huge noise, surely. Mm-hmm. Wait. Oh. The flickering light would do my fucking head in. Oh, but yeah. I'll fucking get a migraine and be like, fuck it, I'm out. Because I'll shove it up your ass and snap it off. Oh, talk talk more to me, Raoul. Go on. I'll, I'll shove it up your ass and snap it off. What? His dick? What? Yeah, where's the problem? <laughs> well, the problem is he's going to snap his dick. I got some news for you. Go. I love that he's come, 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 like going back to that shot. It's just like no audio. It just completely undermines the intensity of whatever they're saying. Come on! See? No audio. Makes it more tense, I think, which is good. Because you don't know how much noise she's actually making. Oh no, it's not there! Where, where did you put it? You frickin' moron! Can't really think. I do think that's a really good-looking Nokia. <laughs> you're only saying this because you're actually quite you know, you're you're obsessed with that that retro-looking phone, though. The the other day, saying that like you're going to go back to that. I just love I love phones. I love the technology of phones. I think they're so cool. Like, I think it's so cool how to watch something that is advancing in its capabilities so much in such a short space of time. Yeah. I just think it's fascinating. And I think it's so, the market is so current and it changes and they're always continuously trying to outdo each other. And I just, I'm so excited to see what's going to happen with phones in the near future and then beyond. Like, what the fuck will phones look like in 10 years? If they're, if they're accelerating this quickly. How many fucking cameras well, are you going to have on the back of a phone then? Well the, sc- well, the scary thing is eventually that technology is just going to be implanted in the human body. But what's the Press point? Press the button! Oh, because then you don't have to physically hold anything. It's all there. Fuck! That is nuts. She got some. Damn! What'd she get? Shall we? No. Yeah, let's. Oh, it's not even actually... Oh. It is. Yep, we're good. Let's stop. Bang. Panic room. That went really quickly for me. Did you feel the same? Uh, I did. Uh, You know, surprisingly for a a home invasion with, like, tense moments, like, it it never felt, other than that first stupid scene with, like, who the hell was that other stupid lady, uh, nothing really felt like it it was dragging. It had, like, a good pace to it. 
Yeah, I could double them without them slowly pacing around the house at the start. But yeah, you're right. It, as soon as I suppose it's it's one of those films that has such a simple narrative setup. It's like okay, a mother and daughter are trapped in a room and they're being invaded. Their house, their home is being invaded. Like it's it's a good simple setup, but I, I I can't predict the ending because there's clearly nuances which are like there's some details which are so much more intricate, like the whole like or eventually they have some problem with the diabetes or they're setting up this storyline and they're hinting at things like it's going to be very deeply complex. Yeah, well, there you go. It's, it's up to you now. I know what happens next, but you tell you tell me what you think happens next. <laughs> God damn it, Joe. God damn it. You've, you've, you've picked a good flicks. This isn't a good flicks episode, but I know it's a crap flicks when we can guess at the ending and pretty much get it 99% spot on. Um, okay. So uh, she's got the phone. She is going to call the police or she'll get through to somebody and the burglars will know that. So they'll start getting desperate. And uh, the guy in charge, Jared's character, will be like, OK, we've got to get in there now. So they'll start taking more extreme measures and it won't sit well with Forrest Whitaker, but they'll do it. And then there'll be some tense standoff because then her daughter starts panicking and, and needs the EpiPen or whatever. And they'll try and do a trade off you know, the the three million for the, the drugs or something, but it all goes wrong and all there'll be but there'll be some big conflict and the sadistic guy gets out of control. Jared Leto's character's gonna die, but Forrest Whitaker at the end will save her and her daughter. Both of them will live. Um but uh in doing so the police turn up and he gets caught and arrested all the same. Uh and somehow the ex husband's involved, but I can't for the life of me take a stab at that or Raul is the ex-husband. I don't know. That's why he's got the mask on the whole time. Now, actually, it's funny. It's been so long. I'm having to kind of try and remember. But um, these are the parts of this film that I remember. Uh, Jared Leto's character gets shot, I I think, by Raul uh, after a confrontation as things escalate. The phone, even though she's rescued it, has no signal because they're surrounded by it, encased by concrete and steel. So obviously they're not going to have a signal there. So that was like a fruitless effort. Um, The the reason they then have to leave the room is because uh, uh, her child has an epileptic fit of some kind. I'm going to say epileptic, but some kind of... uh, blood sugar related fit and medical related fit so she has to try and run upstairs to get that when she does somehow yeah uh someone else ends up i believe inside the room with the daughter and the mum is outside and then the one of the robbers has to help administer something to save the kid and then he's stuck inside so then they have to negotiate at some point there, her ex-husband shows up and he's the most, like, confusingly Welsh person I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> because there's literally no reason for him to be, Welsh. there's no reason for him to be, to be Welsh, but he is Welsh with quite a thick accent. And it always got me like, why the hell is he Welsh? So it just didn't make any sense. What's Michael Sheen doing here? <laughs> and he gets completely battered. Uh, and uh, oh. I believe Rel gets hit around hit over the staircase with a big sledgehammer and then Forrest Whitaker. By Forrest Whitaker? uh, Possibly, no. And then Forrest Whitaker (laughs) finds what he needed, which was a whole bunch of uh, papers that relate to money and then gets arrested. So, um, yeah, that's what I remember. I've probably missed things and anyone else who's seen it will probably fill in some gaps. uh, Not that we'll... uh, 
Nah, I, I like this idea that after stopping over an hour, we just guess at the ending or whatever we say is, is canon. Yeah, so now that is exactly canon. So, okay, so why did I pick it as a crap flicks? Um, I think I just thought it had a good talking point, talking points element to it, what with the home invasion and then also what you do in that situation, etc. But no, I don't think it's a crap flicks in the sense that I think I, I do think the acting's good. I think it's slightly hammy, as you can tell um, yeah. from the burger You're right, side. it's got that home alone element to it it's not like um uh the 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 horror film the collector or hush you know those home invasions where it's just like non-stop thriller or sadistic like buggery like there's a buffoonery to them which kind of like undercuts the 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 tension the, a fair bit. The thing is if you take Jared Leto's character out of it it's a lot more serious a film um if you just had Raul and then Forrest Whitaker's character um but but having uh, Jared Leto's character Junior in there, um, he he hams it up sure, and he yeah. overacts so much that it makes it this buffoonery and makes it this. So I will say, after he dies, it gets a bit more serious. But I think there it's almost like they're acting in two different films. They're giving a very um, Jodie Foster and Kristen Stewart are giving a very straight performance of what it would be like yeah, to be stuck in there. Goodness. And then Forrest Whitaker's giving yeah. a straight performance. Raoul's giving a you know uh, not giving a lot away at all. And then it's almost like Jared Leto's just been plonked in from a different movie. Um, but I like it. I like it that such a simple setup has quite a few parts to it that you can follow along with. Nuances. Yeah. So that's, that's, the, that's the, the crap flicks side of it. And yeah, I think it's, it's justifiably uh, a crap flicks podcast for us. How about The Chill? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you go first. Well, uh, this this isn't strictly tied to the chill, but I will give credit for Kristen Stewart for being a lot better in this than she was in Twilight. Uh, but she is also significantly younger than that. And as you said, Jodie Foster got some great jabs. So Jodie Foster for the chill. Not that I have any other options. <laughs> Oh, before I forget, I missed quite an important bit that I've just been remind I've just reminded myself of. At one point when Jodie Foster is not in the panic room, but the others are, the door goes because that piece that you just saw with them signalling, even though it looks like the person on the other side doesn't do anything and closes their blinds, they do actually call the police. And the police turn up at the door to be like, Hi, how are you doing? And then the policeman's very astute, which is very unlike a lot of policemen in films like this, and he's like, Look, just just because he doesn't buy that she's fine because she's obviously trying her best to seem fine because she's got basically a gun in her back. But she, he's like, he turns around, he's like, look, just so you know, you might not be able to tell me everything right now, but please blink if if there's some kind of issue. And she very subtly does it. Um, and that was a really cool moment to yeah. me that, that they kind of did that. And the police handled it appropriately. Yeah. So actually, so even though you think the that she's the they're end. being ignored in that Morse code moment, they're actually not, which I thought was quite a cool twist. Um, my chill uh, would be my male chill, I suppose I should say, would probably be Jared Leto. Not that he looks particularly hot in this, but just in general. Really? Uh, well, come on. No, it's got to be from this, Joe. You've either got to go Forrest Whitaker with his dumpy little hat. Uh, Raul with his ski mask or Jared Leto with his corporate. Well, this is what I mean. It's the best of a bad lot because Jared Leto <laughs> still has a really cute face. Having said that, his overacting and his hammy acting does make him less appealing. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I do think he can look quite nice sometimes, that man. So uh, I'm going to give it to him. 
I would love to give it to him. Uh, technicality. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to give <laughs> Well, there was a lot of talk about shoving dicks up bums and then snapping off or whatever whatever him and Ra were doing. I'm pretty sure you misheard no, that he quote. Said something about I don't shoving think that's what he said. I'm going to shove my dick up your bum yeah. and snap it off. <laughs> um, right, I need, to, I need to think about the outro because that, that was <laughs> <laughs> Crap Flicks and Chill. Um, thank you so, so much for... Uh, for for tuning in and listening to our podcast we really really do appreciate it and um we love the support we have uh have received from doing this and uh we'd really love to to hear from you guys uh hit us up on socials at crapflix podcast on instagram and twitter or you can email at us uh email at us email us crapflixpodcast at gmail.com uh, let us know what you, you like about the podcast let us, know, let us know what you hate let us know what's crap about it yeah it's crap flicks and chill if you have any film suggestions please do let us know we have taken them on board um, we'd love love to hear uh, some more of your uh, favourite crap flicks that you know little guilty pleasure but you can't can't stop watching um, tell a friend tell tell two friends tell tell a friend who likes wearing hats there's 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 the uh, the task for this week and again thank you for tuning in and we'll speak to you next time goodbye goodbye